So I'd like to quickly conclude our thoughts on strategic living because the only way somebody can have significantly different experience is by doing things significantly different from other people. When there is a significant departure from the norm in an intelligent way, not just a departure for the sake of departure, but a thoughtful departure, all right, for expedient reasons, you will have different results. So long as you are able to communicate your difference effectively. We definitely may not be able to um, deal with all the dimensions of that, but it's just a framework to begin to guide the way you think about life. Amen. And that's why life should never be confusing. There are too many people that life is confusing to them. But life is not confusing. There are no accidents in life. And each time I make a statement that there are no accidents, there are those who oppose it because there are incredible things that has happened to people who didn't plan. People have been involved in air mishap, road mishap, train mishap, and all the mishaps. And they never really wanted to do that. So they say, how can you explain? But the difference is that those people don't understand that life is lived from the inside out, not from the outside in. And that um, experiences are mirrors of your inner world of thought. Your experiences gives an idea of what your thought structure looks like. Your thought structure is your model. So model is particularly important in how life is lived. That's why in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. There is a model that um, is popular that people use. God say, don't use that model. Say, don't be conformed to it. Be transformed. Be transformed by changing the way you think. So God recognizes the power of models. Because if you use the word model, you'll have the word results. Amen. So if you want to have divine results, you need divine models. And divine models come from God. Comes from the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. So now, that's why it's very important. So you see, God is not confusing. And um, he's so organized and articulate. You notice, David said, thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So there is a general idea that the word of God gives us about life. For example, I'm not supposed to be sick. Not supposed to be poor, I'm not supposed to be broke. That's a general idea. But then he said, It is a word unto my lamp, unto my feet. So there is a, a general word given, and there are specific words for me. Amen. So in that general calling that we have, I have a specific calling. So I have my pattern and model that God gives me for dealing with situations. And that's why it's very dangerous. Hey, guys, you look here. Praise God. So that's why it is very important that we take our personal fellowship with the Holy Spirit more important than anything else. There are too many people who are struggling in life and they can't explain. 
They've attributed it to demons and Satan. I agree. But Satan cannot or can only oppress you to the level of the fear you have. So if you have no fear, Satan has no place in you. That's true. Satan's got defeated. Amen? Amen. He's defeated, and it's true. A comedian said, people say, take Satan's power away from him. If it's given to you, would you take? We already took it away. <laughs> Amen. Satan doesn't have the power to kill anybody. He gets people to kill themselves. And then he takes credit for it. Did you ever hear something there is um, a building blown up? Then one terrorist group comes out and claims, they say, we are the ones that did it. Even if it's not, <laughs> they say, we did that, we'll do another one. And then you hear, Al-Qaeda has taken responsibility for the bomb that exploded at the train station. So that you become afraid of them. That's what Satan does. Amen. It's a strategy. Satan is defeated. So, life should never be full of limitations and difficulties. And the sad reality is that getting these thoughts to people just seems difficult. I mean, it's just so difficult. People just open their eyes, and um, either they don't understand at all, or just, they just disagree. And their lives is not any better. You don't see improvements. And when they see improvement in somebody else's life, they attribute it to luck and chance. And they say their time is coming. That's a problem. That's a problem. If God is God, he must have a system. A system will always work. It should always work. So people are filled with activities, religious activities. Religious activities. Mindfully, mindlessly committed to activities. Mindlessly committed to a way they think life should be. Amen? Mindlessly committed to it. And then you find those who use results to justify their wrong ideologies. There are those who use the results to justify their wrong ideas. Can't you see my result? Hey, that you got money doesn't mean that you even know how you got it. Amen. I mean, let me try this thing contest, right? Okay, so let's look at the Bible. Book of Exodus. of Exodus, chapter 25. Exodus, chapter 25. Can I read for you? I'm reading from verse 8. Are you there? He said, and let them make me, God's talking to Moses, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. He said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Now look, verse 9. According to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so you shall make it. Now, you get that? God said, there's a model I showed you, and I wanted to follow it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Model is a how. How to do something. All right? 
a way to do something. So if I need a job, there is a model, for example, that resists, which goes like this. Write an application. Prepare a CV. Take it to the company. Submit it and wait for a call. And then we have another model. Look for somebody who is powerful, that knows the MD of the company. Let him take you to him. Now, that's another model. <laughs> okay. You get the point? Now, those are different models, and people can use any one of them to get the things they are looking for. So here is the story of a young lady who wanted to work with a company. She just, uh, she didn't have a job. She lost her job, and she was looking for a job. So she, she applied, and actually went to the company, and they told her point blank that they weren't going to hire her. Now, she's a TV presenter, and instead of saying, okay, that means I have to look elsewhere, she thought, <laughs> the first model didn't work. I, I've got a, I need another model. And what she did now is, I need to convince you that I have the capacity. The question is, we don't think you can do it. Amen? So, if I can make you think that I can do it, you hire me. Now, I don't have to tell you, I'm going to prove it to you. No! you don't become confrontational. The thing to know is that the first model didn't work. So she went back, hired a video camera man, and she went to different locations and she would say, say so, so, hello, my name is, and um, she started presenting, doing newscasting. So you can see from the background, the building is, and, and um, they did all the, she, she recorded it, packaged it, <laughs> mailed it to the company. And uh, because the company receives a whole lot of you know, mails, it took about six months or something for them to actually open her, her mail. When they opened it and watched it, they were stunned. They called her. <laughs> and they, she came, they gave her the job immediately. Why? She used a different model. So the thing is, people are stuck to one way of solving problems. It doesn't work like that. We live in a competitive world. Amen? We live in, you know, I, 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 I think I did a post within the week on Facebook. And I, I said, um, um, have you ever had money to buy, you, you want to buy something and you have the money, you can afford it. But you look for it everywhere, you couldn't find it. So you couldn't possess it, even though you can afford it and you are willing to pay. And here is somebody else. Have you ever bought something so expensive, maybe, and you see somebody who you don't think can afford it using the same thing? Maybe he got it completely free. You bought yours, he got his own free. Money didn't have to exchange hands, he got his own. And you, you pay for yours, he didn't pay, but both of you have it. You're enjoying the same, the same, the same benefit. How can you explain it? So that means it's not money. Amen? Somebody bought a car for $25,000. Another person gave one hour consultant and got the same car. So, so that means money is not the limitation. The limitation is the ability to conceptualize it. If you can see it in here, you will have it here. Amen? Have you ever walked into a car shop? I said, how much is that? They said, that was 17 million, sir. 
say, okay. He said, would you like to see it? It has, they begin to describe for you, the stereo, the speed, it has extra gear, it has tires, it can run at this MPH. <laughs> and they're trying to explain all of that to you. And as they're doing that, you are thinking of the next excuse that will help you escape. <laughs> <laughs> you say, yeah. They say, so, so uh, if you don't mind, you can, you can come up. So you can start it. You can mean. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. And they are making a very good effort trying to open the door for this. They say, can see this size. And the engine, it has six blocks. And this happens. And I'm just looking at them. So what about that one? Say, okay, that one, the thing, the difference between this one and that one is that this one has eight blocks, but this one is 22 million. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So in your mind, your, 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 your own um, ceiling of possibility, as far as that is concerned, is five million. And you possibly are now saying to yourself, that means I can't have this car. Amen? Amen. So you said, because of it, I can't have this car. And then you're probably going to start working for the remaining 17 million to complete it so you can have the car. The reason you couldn't have it is not really necessarily because you don't have 22 million. The reason is because you couldn't relate with having it because a limitation of money came in. What if it can be removed? Your mind can probably accept the possibility of having it. And you find it can be in your head. What am I trying to explain? I'm trying to explain that we don't take possession with money. We take possession with our mind with the pictures that we see. Amen? Glory to God. Okay. So, I was talking to you about strategic living, and I began to talk about a model. I said, how you approach things. If your approach is not different in this competitive world, you are sunk. You are finished. You will have the results of everybody else. And it is possible to have a different approach. Models are created by human beings. Amen? Models, ways of solving problems are the creations of people like you. That's the truth. So I can create a way of solving problems. The first thing is to know that it is possible. I can have what I want to have. I can be who I want to be. Amen? And to shut your mind, shut out the word. That's why I say, the Bible says, don't be confirmed. Don't become patterned after how it is done. Amen? And you will agree with me that 90% of human beings are patterned after how they will defend it with their life. They say, this is how it's done. If you try to be different, you are finished amongst them. You're in trouble. Who do you think you are? This is how this is done. They don't care about results. They care about, see, I, I told you that there are different kinds of mindset. There is a mindset of I must be right. He is more interested in being right than in results. He is more interested in being right than in results. Is your life changing? Yes, is it improving? No, but I'm correct. What's the problem? 
Has your finances improved? No. Are you willing to adjust your thinking? Not necessarily. And that's a problem. Strategic living is the willingness to be different. Are you hearing me? Maybe you should write it down. I said the willingness to be different. You've got to be willing to be different. You are an original person. You came original. Am I correct? Nobody else has the same fingerprint as yours. You are different. The thing is now think differently. That's what the problem is. Many people never get to think differently. They just want to be like everyone else. But life can be better and bigger and more fulfilling when you become strategic in your living, strategic in your thinking. So you are focused after. See, you want to go a step lower, you know, to the things that really matter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just gave an example of the young lady who needed a job and how thinking differently enabled her to get it. If she had continued on, now, okay, now her name is Zen Asha. She's a CNN presenter, okay? So it, it, it's a real story, all right? It's Zen Asha that just told her story, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. That's how she got into the, into the, the um, broadcasting media. And from then she went on to join CNN, became a top presenter, has a job of her dream, and is very successful. Amen. Amen. And it's important you don't let the little things become distractions. And that's part of strategic living. And I'm talking to you now. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm saying it's also important you don't let little things become distractions. That's part of strategic living. <laughs> you understand that? Because soon enough, something that, doesn't, that is not very important could become a distraction. And we are now focused. So, so yesterday, I was sharing something with Carissa. And um, we're sharing a very funny, funny bit, thoughtful post. Okay? So that, <laughs> so that Ram Robert went to rob a bank. <laughs> and, they, and they laid everybody down. Okay? They let everybody down there. And um, a lady, a lady want, wanted to, a lady wanted to add, and so, so the robber told everybody, he, he said, he said, everybody, he said, you, he said that everybody lie down, your life is yours, the money belongs to the state. Your life is yours, the money belongs to the state. And then a lady wanted to act provocatively, okay? The robber said, hey, lady, be careful, he said. He said, this is a case of robbery, not rape. And they said that that is being professional. <laughs> it means giving attention to what really matters. Very funny but thoughtful, thoughtful point that, you know, in my sound is a robber story, what's in there, but there's a lot that is in there. Hallelujah. So I'd like you to give me on the attention. That way, uh, 
One is that you don't cut my flow. <laughs> and I start looking for where, where I was. Amen. So we're talking strategic living. And I said it is the act of being what? Being what? Being different. And being different begins in your thinking. Amen? In your thinking. And in your processes, you are willing to find new ways of solving problems. Okay? The world has moved forward because people thought about new ways of solving problems. If there is nothing different about your approach, you cannot expect anybody to take you seriously. And being different is not for the sake of being different. When I began, I told you the world is a what? Light onto my path. So the word of God shows me the picture of what's possible. Amen. Amen. So he tells me, you are a chosen generation. Praise God. So I know that I am special. I am different. Now that's already making me to think differently from everyone else. So we are a chosen generation. Okay, okay. In this chosen generation nation, <laughs> in this chosen generation dimension, the word of God also shows me how to differentiate myself. Amen. Amen. You see, the things I'm sharing with you are things that will enable you perform at the highest dimensions of life. When I mean highest dimensions of life, I mean when I see some of the greatest world leaders in business, in politics, in academics, in commerce and industry, I always say to myself, I came to. Amen. You know, there are those who say the president of the United States, president of Russia, they think those people. No, I'm one of them. That's us. That's our class. Are you hearing me? I'm not thinking that's them. When I see the world top professors and business consultants, I'm not thinking, wow. I'm just thinking this is us. Amen? Amen. I'm not saying these are those we learn from. No. We are the ones the world has to learn from. Glory to God. That, that's the class where I, I think I belong. So I pattern my speech, my attitude, my communication after that. That's the way I, I find out how people there talk. I talk like that. <laughs> Glory to God. And you know what? Focus, you know, focus brings revelation. Revelation brings you power. Revelation establishes if you don't accept it as your possibility, how can it be your experience? How? How? There's, there are far too much possibilities. People never just accept that it can be them. Brothers and sisters, it can be you. Are you hearing me? I said it can be you. Glory to God. It can be. It can be you. And the word of God brings faith to our hearts. And we find our certain thing becomes a commonality, a common way for, for us to think. Amen? Amen. Like, look at two human beings in the world. One said, you know I'm going to heaven today. 
The other one said, yes, I know. You know? What kind of communication was that? That's Elijah and Elisha. They were talking. What in the world? Hey, when you look, what do you see? What do you see? The reason why everybody isn't different is because people can't see anything differently. It begins with your seeing. That's why I told you the word of God is the first place to look. It changes your perception. Amen? Amen. It changes your perception. It relocates you. And based on where you are, you can see differently. Now, the thing, hey, listen, he said to Moses, after the pattern which I showed you, it was God that showed him. He didn't think it out. He didn't think it out. You know, in moments of difficulties and pressure, you need an inspiration. When you've exhausted your ideas of what to do, when you don't know, what, what we call problem is something you don't know what to do about. Amen? Come on, man. Yeah. You walked into your house, and everywhere is dark, and you know right where the switch is. You're not thinking we have a problem. You only think there's a problem if you go and you switch it on and nothing happens. You say, oh, what happened? You go to the control switch, is you check control switch is also on. Oh, what's the problem? Is that like neighborhood? There's light in the neighborhood. Now you think we have a problem. <laughs> now you can say, okay, let me call the power company. And you call, so I'm talking like somewhere in that so you call the power company and they answer you immediately, right? <laughs> they answer you and um, they say, no, we, can't, we, we don't think that's a problem. So now the problem becomes bigger because now we don't know what it is. But if you know, if you know the problem, you never start complaining. Amen. So once you have the answer, there's no problem. Glory to God. Every one of us in the church has the destiny of greatness. None of us is poor. I didn't say should be. I say is. I mean, Pastor Gosh wrote to you a while ago. Your prosperity is not, God is not planning it. <laughs> and that's why I don't believe in the concept of my time is coming. Your time is not coming. Time is here. Your time came 2019 years ago. That's when your time came. What Jesus is saying is, accept it. You say, how do I accept it? He say, see it. They look unto him, and we are not ashamed. They look unto him. In the moments of difficulties, people can look everywhere else aside from God. You know, in life, when things become difficult, when you tell someone, well, it's in the hands of God. They say, ah, hey. In the hands of God? And you are crying? You should be happy. <laughs> Why is that? Because of lack of spiritual consciousness. That's a problem. So, it, it don't say, okay, when there's problem, when they're not from now, when they say, um, it's in the hands of God, I will say, amen. <laughs> After saying amen, you might still, you, be, you feel you're lying to yourself. So how to solve the problem is to become spiritually conscious. How do you become spiritually conscious? He said, my son, 
attend to my words. He didn't say attend to your pastor. He said attend to my words. He didn't say attend to my word. So he's not saying attend to your Bible. He said attend to my words. Why is that? Well, that's very simple. God speaks to me and to you all the time. The trouble is you may not hear it. The voice may be faint. I was talking to my son a while ago about hearing the voice of God. And I said, some years back, I was going to see Pastor Gospel. And we were in these times ago. And we got to where his office is at the time. And um, I, I, I felt I should stop that he's dead. But um, it didn't make sense. So uh, we continued. <laughs> and got to his house. So, and I had to walk the long distance to get to his house. Only to be told that he's at the office. So I now told. <laughs> what if I just stopped? <laughs> so you trick. Now that's how God talks to you every time. Amen. Amen. He talks to you all the times. But you may not hear it. He will give, he will give you a different model for, for solving the problem. But you don't use it. So what do you do now? The first thing is to recognize that greatness is possible for you. That's why we're dealing with strategic living. <laughs> Strategy is the way to getting, hitting your goals. No matter what goals, what those goals are. The first thing you need is for your eyes to be opened. Your eyes open as you focus on God. There is seed. You can create a hunger for the word of God. All right? If you've never eaten rice, you, you can be hungry for rice. All right? Glory to God. If you've never eaten it, you will never be hungry for it. So you have to, you have to want to eat it first. You have to eat it first to desire it. <laughs> Glory to God. I once took one of my assistants to um, a VIP restaurant in Lagos, in Victoria Island. And um, an African man, he is, okay. <laughs> so, they brought the men, and he asked me, say, so, Dr. Brayer, which one? I said, no, anyone you like. <laughs> you know. it's, a very, it's, a, it's a big restaurant where you come in first, they give you appetizer. Now, the, now, now the appetizer is what you take before you, you now place your order, and the, the minimum cost for the appetizer is 3,000 naira, okay? <laughs> Okay, so they brought that thing, and um, what is on the menu didn't make a lot of sense. So, so I said, okay, I want this one. He said, okay, let them bring it for me too. So they brought two glasses covered with cucumber <laughs> <laughs> and some things inside it, and mixed with some wine. And then as we were drinking it, the young beautiful lady showed up again. And she brought us granite. This was bonus. 
And we were chewing it then. Came back and said, sir, are you ready to order now? Order? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we already did. <laughs> then she began to explain. In fact, this, this very particular um, um, food she was trying to explain, they even had to draw it on the board. With, <laughs> they drew it and tried to explain it. Say so the difference is that the, the, the South African own has this extra whatever. I said, that's fine. I didn't know that what food that thing she was saying was, so it didn't make any sense to me, and I wasn't <laughs> hungry to eat it. <laughs> okay. So we, we took our appetizer, and we were okay with appetizer. <laughs> what? After your appetizer. Yeah, our, our appetite had been waited. We decided to go elsewhere and feed the appetite. <laughs> So I was trying to explain, I said, you can't become hungry for what you don't know. Okay? So you need an experience of something to deserve more of it. So years back, I would take Carissa to a big hotel in the city. And, and, and I'd buy her a bottle of Coke for, how much was that? Tony? And she was very angry with me. <laughs> because something we'll buy, we're going to buy it times five. <laughs> I said I was programming her for. <laughs> I don't think my effort made any sense to my wife then because Fred <laughs> was going there was a waste of money. But I was trying to create a hunger. Amen. Amen. Because if you experience certain things, you never want, you want to keep experiencing it. When you don't have it, you start feeling that something is missing. Aha! That is a hunger that activates vision. I told you, that young man went to a rich man. He said, show me the secret of success. He said, come, I will show you. And he took him out. Praise God. And he took him out and um, brought him to, the, to a river and dipped his head right into it. And he was kicking his leg. The man held him there. If you saw the video, maybe you said, okay, the man is a, is a ritualist. Though. <laughs> he was trying to kill that boy. Hey, see these rich people. Until he was sure, he had to make sure that if he doesn't get him out now, the boy was dead. He let him out. And this one was now wondering, what is this then? What? what? Jesus. He said, yes. When you become hungry for success as you are for air now, you will have it. My goodness. So in the book of Romans chapter 9 or something, Paul says, I wish my heart desire for my brethren, the Jews, is that they be saved. He said, I am wishing that I am cut off, cursed for the sake of their salvation. Can you imagine the strength of the desire? The price he was willing to pay for a change Incredible. Man of God, incredible. You see, desire. So, greatness has a price. Amen? Amen? It does. It is a willingness to do something remarkably different. The willingness to think differently. The hunger to see a difference in your life. The more intense that hunger is, 
the faster you have visions for it. Hallelujah. Look at Moses. He said, Lord, and you know, I love these guys. These guys, we are master negotiators. You see Moses negotiate, you have respect for him. You have respect for Moses. Moses is a skilled negotiator. A negotiator that, if I could use that word, flawed God. <laughs> he said, God, you want to destroy them? See, instead of that, take my name out of the book of life. your current life, the current meal you, you, you eat, the, the kind of clothes you wear, the kind of cars you drive, if you are okay with that, it will persist. Until you are willing to do something radically different, there will be no change. He says, strike my mouth on the book of life. And I'm fine with it. Look at the young, a, a, a woman. This woman had many problems in her life. She didn't have a child. But the greatest, the greatest was the insult she received from her husband's second wife every now and then. So on one occasion, she went to pray. She went to pray. Because you see, the husband had been trying through the years to use some things to comfort her. Alright? Good portion of the needs. You understand? Nice clothing. Special attention. You know, sometimes you can be managing mediocrity that it exists. Amen? You've known how to manage. You know how to cover it up. Yes, back in school, a friend told me. She said, you know, she was wearing a nice spot. And I said, you're looking fine. She said, you know, even if we're hungry, we don't have to let anybody know. Now, it's possible not to be hungry. Are you hearing me? It's better not to be hungry than to be and act like you are not. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you can be poor and you're trying to cover up and act like it's possible. Are you hearing me? It's possible to have abundance and look abundant. Are you hearing me? Yes. I think that's better. That's better. That's better. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's better. And when I see people doing great, I'm challenged. See, more is possible. See, I read from Hubert Angel. Tell my wife about it. And he wrote, I own a financial institution in the United Kingdom. I have chains of hotels. I invest, I'm a serial investor in real estate. I own an island. <laughs> but then he said, my greatest joy is that I'm a world surgeon. I like that he's a world surgeon. And I like his, his um, father, he's celebrating it. But he owns hotel chains. 
Amen. Amen. I say he owns hotel chains. <laughs> Amen. You can own one too. Of course. When you just don't think, wow. No wonder that guy is he's so blessed. You too. So, this man, woman's husband has tried enough to help this woman live in with this condition. Don't live with the wrong condition. A change is possible. Amen? You know, people around you, through their sympathy, their encouragement, can help you remain in the wrong place for a long time. They tell you, there are those you are better than. Don't complain too much. God will do it for you. Relax, he has seen your tears. He loves you and you know. Why are you acting like this? They can comfort you, help you remain where you shouldn't be. Sometimes it's enough to get up and say, enough is enough. I've had it enough. I won't change now. Not next year. Not next week. I want it today. That was it for this woman. Amen? So the woman began to pray. But her prayer, she was so burdened that you wouldn't even hear what she was saying. She was just... As this was going on for a long time, there's a gentleman who was sitting over there very fat with a pot belly. as an old man too. And he was watching the woman intently. After watching her for a long time, the man became sure, said she was drunk. <laughs> and then he gently pushed himself <clears throat> out of the chair, the very fat man. And then he began to make his way slowly. He was a powerful man, respected. The high priest of their religion, his name is Eli. And he got there, looking at the woman, the woman was still. <laughs> Eli looked at him for her for a long time. And then he roared to wake her out of her reverie. Say, Stop! Say, <laughs> For how long would you continue drinking? <laughs> how? The woman bent down. Eli thought she was repenting. <laughs> and she looked up again as though she was trying to gather her thoughts. And then she looked and she said, my Lord, I'm not drunk. The words sounded real. Eli could see the sincerity of those words. She didn't speak and get drunk when I'm drunk. She didn't get up and say, uh, who are you? <laughs> she didn't do that. She looked collected and cool. She said, I'm not drunk. But I came to pour out my heart. Mm. Eli looked at the woman. He knew it was true. And he said, Let it be unto you according to your prayer. You must say, Amen. Right at that moment, her life changed. What happened? She got ready. Because of the new vision, her countenance changed. She forgot that she didn't have a child. She was happy now. And next year, she was going to miss Shiloh. And she did. Because she got a son. Her name is Samuel. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But the woman didn't go talking to God. You have to do it for me. You are, even in your prayer, you have to be strategic. I told you, Moses told God, if you don't do it, strike my name for you. That was a strategic prayer. You don't know that. He, he, he manipulated the hands of God. Hannah came the same way. 
He said, if you give me the soul, you know you need a prophet. Give me a soul, you have a prophet. That was a great deal. God needed a prophet. Hannah needed a son. God said, all right. Yeah, sure, I need a prophet. <laughs> you have a child. Praise God. Hallelujah. So even your prayers, don't pray selfish prayers. Pray strategic prayers. Think about the world and what you can do to move it forward and then anchor your desire on the real change that you want to see. Changes that God wants to see. God says, I look for a man. Be the man he's looking for. Amen? Be the man. Be the man. And the whole of heaven will move because his purpose shall stand. Amen? So be the man. Be the fulfillment of your purpose. Pastor Gospel said, uh, read that scripture for us in the form of the books. I came to do your will. So God described Jesus as what? The brightness of his glory. The express image of his person. So I can become the express image of the thinkings of God in hotel management and business management and pharmacy. I don't want to model my thinking after the world's standards for pharmaceutical practice. So as I give attention to the world, he gives me this model. That's how greatness comes. These things are true. These things are real. These things are possible. Are you hearing me? The words I'm speaking to you today are the same words that was in the mouth of Jesus. They are the same words that have transformed nations. They've turned sinners into saints. Years ago in America, human sacrifice was so much that whole walls were painted with the blows of human beings. Yet that nation eventually became a nation of God. Amen? Founded on the principles of freedom. Built on the concept of God for life. Think about it. The word of God has changed nations. The word of God has turned losers into winners. He has picked up beggars from the dung hill and set them up to be among kings and princes of the world. You're not a beggar from a dung hill. You're not begging right now. Your condition is already wonderful. Amen. You're already in the kingship's you know, status. Meaning so much more is possible for you. Are you hearing me? If water can come out from a rock, amen. amen. Glory to God. La bakora bateshu kahaya. Ragarababaya. Mangro peteke telusa hataya. I said, if water can come out from a rock, then you can even drive the car tomorrow morning. Glory to God. I say you can build a company tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. You can send missionaries to India tomorrow morning. The thing is, is in your heart. If it's only in your heart, if it's only in your thinking, we can make the world a better place. We can change the world. Right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's word is light. God's word is truth. God's word is my life. I was born to do his will. 
and I refuse to accommodate the limitations society want to keep on me, want to put on me. No. I live a life of significance, a life of distinction. I am no ordinary person. I didn't just come like the rest of the folks. No, I am different. Amen? Don't focus on your lack, except if you want to have more of it. Are you hearing me? Experiences are sustained by the emotions behind them. If you take the emotion away, it will be disconnected. When you disconnect the emotion, it dies a natural death. Why? It is the emotion that keeps it alive in your heart. Amen? It is the emotion that gives a life in your heart. So the moment you disconnect the emotion, it means that in your heart, in your world, it doesn't exist again. That's what happens. That was what happened to Hannah. In her world, at the moment Eli spoke, she got a new picture. Amen. And childlessness ceased to exist. That's what happened to Abraham. That's why the Bible said, although he was past the age of bearing, he was no weakened of faith. He didn't cause that his body that was dead. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Giving glory to God. And eventually, Sarah started looking young. That's the first thing that happened. The waxer suddenly began looking young. Young and attractive. So much so that a king wanted to marry her. You thought she was trying, he was trying to marry an old woman? No. Sarah turned young. Your body can look younger. Your body does what ages human beings is not the number of days they spend on earth. These are truths. These are truths. It is a state of their consciousness. Make no mistakes about it. If you see Jesus today, he's looking like a 30 year old young man. It's true. You thought you were going to see one old man who is now coming like this? My name is Jesus. <laughs> you know, he's 2019. Yes. Say, I don't have Jesus. No. Is this all like me? Say, hey, you Jesus. Say, come on, Buddha, that's me. <laughs> and if it's true, if you see Jesus, he looks you. We live, you see, the presence of God is the manifestation of the word of God. Amen. That something is manifested means that it has become an experience. Amen. Amen. It become an experience. And the word of God can be your experience as you focus on it. If you doubt me, okay, that's it. See? So if I if I do this, he try to, he try to hold me, but even if you hold me, he's not there, he's still blinking. He knows I'm not gonna put those in his eyes, but his mind won't agree. If you doubt me, sit in your car. Let me pour water. You want to keep your head away. Right? That's 
why when you watch football, you only see your leg is moving when Messi wants to score. And you are in your sitting room. What's going on? Your mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagination. That's why you wake up from a terrible dream. And if you have having terrible dreams, please stop having it. Amen. I don't have terrible dreams. Amen. Yeah. In my dreams, I'm in church. Even when I see Satan, I run after him to go and catch him. Whenever it's true. Whenever I get me over, I say, ah! what is this? Lord of Jesus. Have passed that level. Oh, praise God. So if you are still having terrible dreams, please repent today. Amen. Amen. So that's why if there be such a thing, you see, people wake up. Amen. Amen. People wake up and they are terrified. Because the emotion, the picture has become strong right in them. The dream, nothing has happened yet. But he's already thinking it has happened. He's already looking, he's looking for Kaya. He's looking for it to happen. He's waiting for news. The phone rings, he drinks, you know. He's expecting it. And soon enough, he said, I, I knew. I just knew. I when I had that dream, I you knew. But he will have a good one. He won't even remember it. He's like, I can't imagine. I saw myself driving a lot through that dream. Say, I claim it in Jesus' name. And that's the end. The phone will ring and he go out and say, maybe it's a car company. No, he won't. Because that's not going to happen. But he expects the bad one to happen. Do you know that's how human beings are? We are more accustomed, people are more accustomed to failing than winning. People expect bad things to happen more than great things. There has to be a retraining of the mind to expect the good and only the good. Oh, I love my friend, David Terrell. He said, you have to consciously learn to look for the blessing in everything. Becoming blessing conscious. Meaning no matter what's happening, you are looking for what the, what the catch. Where is the blessing in it? There's a blessing in this thing. Yes! All you need is the word of wisdom from God. And you know what to do. Dr. Donald Defon said, if you live every day in expectations of miracles, you will have miracles. Become, mirac- become expectant of miracles. Are you hearing me? So tomorrow, you can start training yourself. Tomorrow morning, as you're going out, you expect that somebody will just see you and give you $1,000. Oh, yeah. So, so if you suddenly meet me and we're talking, you are hoping, who knows, maybe you might have to do it to me. So you're just, you're just expectant. <laughs> if I put my hand up, it's a praise God. It's a praise God. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, don't worry, don't get disappointed. Just begin to retrain your mind. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So suddenly you are driving past a cash shop and you think, maybe, maybe, maybe someone will just buy me a new car. There are people who never think it. There are people who their whole life is planned on. Oh my God. She's earning 60,000 naira in civil service. She is hoping. 
she will graduate, she will retire earning 85 or 125,000, and then she'll wait for pension, and then the children will not become the people feeding you. Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Why would you limit yourself that way? I know you're surprised that it happened. I mean, you see someone like me talking so different, they think I'm crazy? I'm not crazy. I have a different light, a beautiful light. Praise God. My life is fine. Glory to God. I have a fine light. Amen. A light of possibilities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Make up your mind to win. Tell your devil, make up your mind to win. Say, make up your mind to be successful. Make up your mind to be great. Say, greatness is yours. Hallelujah. 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 Greatness is possible for me. Say that. Greatness is possible for me. Say, greatness is possible for me now. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah.